Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam going to produce the broadcast today. Uh, a lot of different things we'll talk about. We're going to start with high school football. Andrew Thomas has done an excellent job as the coach at Union County High School. Uh, they have game two of their season coming up this weekend. They'll take on Columbia. Coach joins us now. Coach, welcome. Uh, i tell you what, your first couple of games, uh, you, you, you've scheduled tough, and I would imagine that's been done on purpose. You can get your team ready for you know, further district playing on down the line. Would that be a, a fair statement to make? Yes, sir. Um, we've uh, we've kind of loaded up our schedule on the front end here. I mean, we had a our our preseason classic was with Baker County, who was um, a five A state semifinalist last year. Um, and then we had to go on the road last week against University Christian, and uh, kind of got a little wake up call. Uh, we didn't play well; didn't come out ready to play, and, and they hit us in the mouth. And um, it was good for us, though. I mean, all of it's kind of set us up to. To just try and make us a better team as we go forward and we're in the 1a rule so we don't have a district play so it's not going to help us in any of that but hopefully with the max breaths rankings the way they 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 seed us for the playoffs it'll kind of build our strength of schedule up as well but yeah we're going to have a tough challenge uh, this week playing columbia yeah columbia lost their opener too coach what do you when you see them on tape what do you see well i mean they're obviously a school that's much bigger than us so so they got kids that are a lot bigger, a lot faster. I mean, our, you know, our kid playing one positions at 165 pounds, and their kids at, at 205, 62. You know, um, so I mean, they're big, athletic, uh, all over the field, um, both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, that's what kind of stands out initially, just on the hoof, watching those guys. Um, I mean, that that itself is going to be a challenge for us, being a smaller school, and um, just a little history fact. Um, these two schools have never played in eleven man football. Wow! Um, so, yeah, we're twenty five minutes apart. We both have the same logo, the same look. Never, <laughs> uh, have never played. Um, I think they had maybe played a preseason game in the early seventies, and, and and maybe a game in nineteen thirty one. Someone said, but Jeez. I don't believe eleven eleven man then. So, this is kind of historic game. Um, me and Coach Jackson uh, decided to play it. I mean, for for me, it was. Obviously, to try and test us, uh, which we already had a tough game originally for week two, but um, we lost some rival teams that wouldn't play us. Uh, so I was trying to, you know, get a good gate game too. And so, you know, we made it happen. It's uh, it's going to be a, a challenge for us playing those guys, but I mean, we look forward to it. And, and I mean, it's just an opportunity for us to, to do something special. So, and that's how we were approaching it. Um, you know, you had a terrific year last year, and you have a lot of guys back. The expectation is high. You said you got, you know, the first game it got hit in the mouth. Sometimes early in the year, that's not necessarily, I know coaches don't like it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing sometimes, is it? No, I think we needed it because we actually played well against Baker County and, and beat them, even though it didn't count. We played really well um, in, in that game on the road, and I think we just, you know, assumed that we we're going to go over to Jacksonville and just gonna happen and it, they got on us early hit some big plays and it uh kind of changed the whole game and 
you know, it took a wake-up call. We played a lot better in the second half and had opportunities to get back in the game but just didn't make it happen. I mean, they played better than we did. So, all in all, I think it's going to make us better because uh, we've had probably the best week of practice we've had in a while here. Um, just a little bit more sense of urgency and realizing that, that we got to come ready to play each week. For those who don't know about your football team, you have a lot, as I mentioned, a lot of guys back from a team that was really good last year. What do you like about this group, Andrew? Well, obviously the experience uh, of some kids that have, have been in some big games. Um, I'm, I'm my third year here, and I've got quite a few kids that are that are three-year starters for me. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. We've, we've gotten um, a little bit stronger, faster over the last few years, and um, you know, I just think think we we've got the pieces to to get where we want to get to and, and make a make a run. We just we've got to stay hungry, um, and I don't, we weren't very hungry last week. And so, some like that sometimes uh, you need to need a little kick in the butt, and we got that last week. And hopefully, we can take it into this week's preparation. Um, but no, we've we've got a team I think that can can do something special here. But like I said, the expectations are high, and we got to live up to them. Uh, do you like what the FHS, FHSAA did, Andrew, in terms of the you know the rural and the metro and all that? Are you are you a, a fan of that? Well, it, it really didn't affect us with the rural side because it didn't change. But um, with the suburban metro thing, I I mean I like it. I really do. Um, obviously, someone from a suburban area would. Um, but uh, it didn't really change us. What what I don't really like is the fact that we don't have district play. Um, in, in 1A. We're the only classification 1A rule that we don't have a district. So it's made t- uh, scheduling tough for, for me, especially if you got a decent program. You can't get other people to play, and then you end up playing Columbia and University Christian and, and teams like that. But um, that that's probably my biggest um, negative to everything is the fact that we don't have district play. But I, I actually like the suburban metro thing. I think it's going to Give um, some some teams some more opportunities that maybe haven't in the past, and you're going to have some really good uh, games, especially with the metro side of things. When some of those teams has maybe been dominating, now they got to play each other. Um, and, and when you look at how the dominance has been with metro schools, it it kind of does kind of seem fair, in my opinion, uh, that you got schools that are pulling from such a large area, kids, and the way it's set up now that kids can go wherever they want to. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it puts the bind on a, you know, Buholtz has got to go play a St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, whereas now they don't have to. So, I mean, I'm definitely in favor of it being from more of a rural place. Last question. Um, educate folks who are listening because there have been these changes. Since you don't have district play, you know, it used to be you win your district and all that, but if you don't have district play, how do smaller schools qualify for the playoffs? Well, it, it's changed. It seems like it's changed like every year here lately. The current system we're under is going to use the max preps rankings. And the only thing with the max preps is nobody really knows what that system is. Um, but it does kind of take in more of a fact of who you play and not the record. Um, in the past, it's just been win-loss record. Your win-loss record with your opponent's win-loss record and then the opponent's opponent's win-loss record. But, you know, wins and losses don't always – say how good a team is and who they really played whereas max preps takes that into account a little bit more uh so that's how we'll be seated with with our 1a as a whole so whatever those rankings are with our region they'll seed 
uh, one through six, and and that'll be how we uh, go into the playoffs. Now with the other classifications, they'll have district play, so the district champ will go on, and then everybody else will fall under that uh, max preps ranking. To, to be able to make the playoffs. <laughs> the only constant is change. Uh, yeah. uh, Andrew Thomas, a coach at Union County High School, playing Columbia County this weekend. And a great point. You, I never thought about that because you're right. It, it's Tigers. you got the same colors and stuff. You never – so history is going to be made. That's a really cool thing. Thanks for taking the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, Andrew. Andrew Thomas. I hadn't th- stopped to think about that because when I was coaching, we played Union County a lot in baseball um didn't play columbia a lot because they were you know a bigger school but i hadn't stopped to think about that they're both the tigers and both have similar logos and uh and because of the way the classification is now you can afford to play that team and lose because if you play well that's still going to help you so that's a good thing well roster cuts were made in the nfl Lots of former Gator players were let go. Uh, But the good news is all the drafted Gator players from a year ago made rosters. That's pretty good. And we're going to talk in just a minute with Pro Football Focus, a little NFL. 12-12, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fold. Following last night's 7-2 victory over the Marlins, the Tampa Bay Rays will look to complete a season series sweep over their in-state foe tonight in South Beach. Rays right-hander Drew Rasmussen will start on the bump as the Marlins have yet to name their starter. Be sure to catch all of tonight's action right here, starting at 6. In the NFL, rookie running back Damian Pierce is emerging as a lead back for the Houston Texans. The 2022 fourth-round pick out of Florida gained over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and found the end zone 28 times during his four years at UF. Meanwhile, UF alum Michael P. Ryan has been released by the New York Jets after the former fourth-round pick averaged under four yards per carry in just 14 appearances over two seasons. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fold. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, when you hear that name... What's the first thing you think of? Well, it should be the best and late model, low mileage vehicles because they've done that ever since they opened their doors. That's all they've provided you for over 40 years. Think of that. Over 40 years of doing one thing, and man, they do it right. A ton of cars in our area, like mine, featuring a Southeast Car Agency tag, and for good reason, because the trust the longevity of the business, and the quality of the vehicles speak for themselves. Go visit them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue or go online, secars.com. You'll see all the vehicles in stock. All the pertinent information is there for you, and you can check out everything online. But when you go see them in person, you must tell them, Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and secure your home. Take inventory of your home's hurricane preparedness kit. Don't forget about your pets. Even if you evacuate, secure your home's windows and doors from the storm. Being prepared helps protect your family and home. This hurricane season, don't delay. Make a plan today. Know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management. 
Florida Association of Broadcasters and this radio station. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible. But this is it. The final days. You have until August 31st to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over two years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible. And everything's included. Thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets, the largest selection ever. Or if you prefer, you can get an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event. Take an amazing 25% off any wedding band but there's just one catch this spectacular summer of savings event ends august 31st at 6 p.m and will not be extended so hurry pick any item take advantage of two years zero interest financing and let idc even cover your first two payments now through the end of august only and only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. While summer is a great time for recycling, some summer items should not be mixed in with your curbside recycling. Items like garden hoses, plastic planters, pool toys, squirt guns, and lawn chairs are generally not recyclable and are best donated to charity. If you have a question as to whether an item can be recycled, look for the recycling triangle and number, usually on the bottom of the product. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Well, roster cuts have been made in the National Football League, and very soon, regular season play will begin. Hopefully, uh, we're going to be talking to this gentleman a lot during this season, Brad Spielberger, who covers the NFL uh, for Pro Football Focus. Brad, good to have you back. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Um, let's talk about the cuts. I mean, always there's veterans who are cut. That that just That's part of the business. Did anything there surprise you in terms of either the player that was cut or the teams that made the cut? Yeah, I think there were definitely a couple surprises, none too big. But I think O.J. Howard, the tight end who signed with the Buffalo Bills this offseason, obviously you know former Buccaneers first-round draft pick, had about $3.2 million in guaranteed money, and they still went ahead and cut him. And then Alex Leatherwood, you know, obviously there's been a lot of discussion of how he's been a you know it was a poor first round pick last last year for the las vegas raiders um but you know 17th overall pick has six million in fully guaranteed money still left on his deal and they still went ahead and cut him yeah and and i i think fans sometimes lose track of that how much does money 
uh, factor into some people that are cut. Oh, it's huge. And I think for Howard, that's a situation where he wasn't going to be the TE2. You know, they had um, Dawson Knox as the number one tight end. It sounds like Tommy Sweeney and some other guys have looked good there in camp. So for Howard, he may have made the roster as a tight end three or tight end four, but you're not going to want to pay three and a half million dollars for a, you know, end of bench, you know, depth guy. Let's go to a, a, a Gator player. Damian Pierce might be running back one with Houston, and he was a mid-round pick. Uh, I always thought he was a pretty good player, but in your estimation, is this a surprise that he could be RB1 in Houston? Oh, I think he's definitely going to be the RB1 in Houston. You know, they, they went ahead and released Marlon Mack. Sounds like he may come back to the practice squad. And then, you know, they have Rex Burkhead, who's more of a third-down back in his early 30s at this point. I think Pierce is going to be a true three-down workhorse. He's graded well for us in college, both as a receiving back, a pass blocker, and a running back. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal all preseason, efficient, runs hard, puts his head down and gets those extra yards, you know, you know, runs through contact. Uh, I think he's been one of the gems of this draft class so far. Brad, you, you follow this and you follow the draft process, which has always intrigued me. Because I've said this on the air a thousand times. It amazes me that, you know, one a job one person has, all they do is scout, and yet, you know, it's an imperfect science to say the least. So here's my question. From the quarterback position, you know, a Justin Fields who doesn't seem to have a lot of great receivers around him, questions around Jalen Hurts, questions around Trey Lance. Who's the quarterback that you think of that sort of group has to prove themselves now? You know, I think the guy with the most pressure is Trey Lance. I mean, Fields does have to take that step. He had some missteps last year, but has one of the worst offensive lines in football, has one of the worst wide receiver groups in football. So, you know, if he doesn't produce, I think it's hard to hold that against him. He was phenomenal in the preseason, was our highest-graded uh, passer with a 90.4 passing grade in the preseason. With Lance, especially now with Jimmy Garoppolo on this revised contract, yes, they reduced the money a bunch, and there's a lot of incentives tied to it. But if Lance gets off to a slow start, it's going to be hard for, to, to not envision, you know, fans and the media saying, hey, look, you have a guy who just led you to an NFC championship game last year sitting on your bench. I think there's a lot of pressure on Trey Lance. Um, is there a team uh, entering the season here that maybe is a little bit under the radar but that you like a lot? Yeah, so when I say under the radar, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I will say the Houston Texans, they have the lowest season win total in the NFL at four and a half games. You can bet the over four and a half at even money, so it's even slanted towards the under. And I just think they're a better football team than that. They, they obviously have a lot of work to still do to become a playoff team or a true contender. But I like what I've seen from Davis Mills. I think they have a solid offensive line. We talked about Damian Pierce, Brandon Cooks, and Nico Collins, a wide receiver. And they're secondary. They added Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley in the top you know, 50 picks of this year's draft. Signed Steven Nelson away from um, you know, you know, spending last season with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I just think they're going to be a team that maybe wins seven games um, and surprises some people. Hmm. Brad Spielberger, our guest here, covering the NFL for Pro Football Focus. Let me uh, zero in as I end here, Brad, this week on a couple of teams. The Miami Dolphins, you know, they, they were bad, then they got better. They seem to be kind of a, you know, middle-of-the-pack team. Where do you see them in their future? You know, I think right in the same place, which is tough when you're, you know, top five in total guarantees given out to free agents. You trade, you know, a first and a second round pick to go out and get Tyreek Hill. 
you do all these moves and spend all this money. I think their defense is going to be phenomenal. Uh, you know, they added even this past week, they added Trey Flowers, the former North New England Patriots and Detroit Lions edge defender. They have a great defensive line, a great secondary. But end of the day, I still think they're kind of a, you know, 500, maybe a 9-8, and 10-7 and seven win football team. Um, and, and they're going to be battling for a wild card just like they had the last two seasons. Does Baker Mayfield make Carolina better? He does. He does. You know, Sam Darnold is really, really not a good quarterback. Baker Mayfield and him, since the 2018 draft class, they are number one and number two in turnovers. But on the other end of the spectrum, Baker Mayfield is top five for us in big-time throws, which is, you know, throws into tight coverage, throws deep downfield, you know, big-time splash plays. And so while both of them come with a lot of risk and make a lot of mistakes, the difference is Mayfield also has some, you know, some, some boom plays where Darnold had none of that. So I still don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think maybe, again, six to eight win team at best. Uh, but he does make them better, no question. Two last questions. Jacksonville was abysmal. I like the hire of the coach there. I know progress will be slow, but do you see the arrow? I mean, it can't go down much further. So do you see the arrow going up with them? It was a perfect hire. I know Chris Collinsworth, of course, our our, our, uh, our leader, our fearless leader, said it was the best hire of the entire offseason. I think I may agree with him. Peterson, you know, former quarterback, obviously played in Green Bay and a bunch of other spots, just knows how to bring guys along, was obviously great with Carson Wentz. I think he is a perfect hire for Trevor Lawrence. You know, they, they got mocked for spending a lot of money and going out and making these moves. And, look, even if you overspend, you've now surrounded Trevor Lawrence with a decent offensive line. He has some weapons to throw the ball to. I mean, last year was was miserable with, you know, Jamal Agnew and LaVisca Chenault, who they've now traded away. You know, Christian Kirk is a solid wide receiver. Marvin Jones is a good outside go-up jump ball guy. So, yes, you get Travis Etienne back healthy now. I think they are, you know, again, in that AFC South, a weak division. They could win eight, nine games and surprise some people as well. Uh, a team that I like are the Chargers, but they've just, for whatever reason, not been quite good enough. Is this the year they make the playoffs, and if it is, can they make a run? I think it is. I know we've all collectively fallen for this trap a couple times the last few years, but I think it is. I mean, they have the only defense in the NFL with four guys now making 15-plus million per year. They're one of a few teams that have two wide receivers now making $20 million per year. They have a great offensive line outside of right tackle, which has some question marks, but good players at the rest of the spots. I think they finally get over the hump. Yes, they're in the toughest division you know, on paper. That AFC West might be one of the better divisions that I can remember, uh, but I do. I think they're going to win 11-12 games and finally get over the hump and make the playoffs. Wow. Okay, Brad, uh, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can see me on, uh, on Twitter, at PFF underscore Brad. We're covering all the waiver claims going on right now. Um, and, I, of course, at PFF.com, tracking every single move going on this busy week. All right. Well, uh, when week one happens, we'll hopefully get you back on, preview some of those games. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, Brad. Brad Spielberger does a really nice job covering the NFL. And for those who didn't know, Chris Collinsworth, the, the Gator, is uh, their fearless leader in pro football focus. Uh, we are going to talk to a high school football coach next. Then we'll open the phone lines for you. Uh, Twelve twenty-six. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety-eight-one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, ninety-eight-one FM, and eight fifty AM, WRUF. This August, we want you to remember to keep children safe as we return to school. Always stop for stopped school buses and obey signals from crossing guards. 
Remain alert and do not use your cell phone in school zones. And remember that car seats and booster seats only work if they are used correctly every time. Do your part to help keep us safe on the roadways. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. For more important safety tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Football season is almost here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, mostly sunny skies, turning mostly cloudy late in the day. We'll have scattered to numerous sea breeze showers and storms again. They'll move from west to east across our area as a mid-level disturbance sweeps overhead. Most storms exiting off the first coast before midnight tonight. Then partly cloudy tomorrow morning, lows in the mid to lower 70s. A few early morning showers possible along the nature coast tomorrow. New York Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, 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 the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. But I think this came down to one thing. The trade market was not there. He wants to win another championship. I mean, everybody wants to win a championship. But he looked at Steph Curry. I'm thinking, damn, you got to know as Steph leapfrogs Kevin Durant on the all-time list. Now, maybe it doesn't matter to Kevin Durant. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Week two of the local high school football season uh, this weekend. One of the teams in action, the Eagles of Oak Hall. Head coach R.J. Fuhr 
will now join us to talk about his team. RJ, good to talk to you, man. How are you? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, look back on last week. Uh, what'd you see? Unfortunately, not enough because we only were able to play a quarter. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, we we didn't kick off until nine fifteen. Oh my gosh! Uh, which is yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough. So we were in that lightning delay. We finally kicked off. We got a quarter in, and, and we looked good. Uh, our defense looked looked good. We forced the fumble. Um, offense was clicking well. We had a 78-yard um, run by Briggs Copeland. Uh, things were looking good, and then there was another lightning strike. And um, so the game counted. Uh, the FHSA says you either have to make it up Saturday, Monday, or the coaches have to agree that it ends there, and their coach agreed because they couldn't come back. Um, so we, 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 you know, we did get the win, um, which is a little weird, but, um, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, better than uh, losing. That's for sure. It's it, exactly, exactly. So we have, um, we have Bishop Snyder this week and, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be a tough, tough team. Uh, we played them last year. It was very close. It was 21, 14 with like a minute 40 left last year. And then, uh, Walker Smith had a 30 yard touchdown to kind of seal the deal, but it was, uh, very close game. They're a well-coached team, and uh, they have a big roster. I mean, well, I say big, but you know, in, in terms of of the smaller schools that we play, they they usually dress forty-five to. I think they had forty-eight actually dressed last year, so it's a pretty decent-sized roster. Well, that is a big-sized roster. Um, your roster turnover from last yep. year to this year. What was that like? Is your team different in terms of what you want to do offensively and defensively? We, uh, we're going to be able to spread it around a little bit more. Just, we have, um, a few more, um, receivers, some athletes where we can spread around. We were very dependent, uh, you know, a little limited last year. Um, we were primarily in our, our base single wing, um, where we will still base out of the single wing spin, but, um, we like to call ourselves a power spread team now. That's a, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah, Meyer, a little different. Yeah. That term. Yeah. It's easier to, to convince kids to play when you say power spread than wing, you know, single wing. But um, we do have uh, some guys that are, um, you know, able to, to move the ball both on the ground and in the air. Dakota Brower, our, our sophomore quarterback, was forced into action last year because our senior quarterback got hurt actually against Bishop Snyder last year. And um, he has made tremendous strides over the summer. He's well, for one, he's grown about three inches and put on about 20 pounds of muscle. And um, he's, as a defensive coordinator, he's kind of a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare because he can he has escapability and can extend plays, which is, you know, always good for us. Um, and he's he's done that in the first two games already. So we're excited. We definitely are multiple on offense, um, and which makes us hard to, to game plan for. Are your numbers good? They are. We have uh, so this is my ninth season here, and we have the most numbers of the program when you take our middle school and varsity. So um, right now we're at almost we're at fifty eight players. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll dress thirty two on Friday night. We have one guy that's out injured. Uh, well, actually two now. We had, uh, we had a guy that got injured in practice yesterday, but uh, but we'll dress thirty two on varsity, and we have our first middle school game actually tomorrow night and we'll dress 25 for middle school so yeah we'll have uh we've got our numbers are really good 
Wow. Uh, last question. Uh, I, I've asked a lot of these smaller school coaches this. You know, the way it, it just seems every year FHSAA does something to change the landscape of high school football. And now they've mm-hmm. you know, they changed, you know, the, the, the lower classifications, no districts in 1A. Are you, are, you in, are you in favor of some of those things? I, I am. I think that, um, you know, you look at Buholtz last year, right? Amazing team. But then they have to go down and play St. Thomas, St. Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas. Yeah, that's yeah. Then that's just it's not. I mean, they have so many more kids to pick from, you know. And so, you know, I, I just I think that it evens the playing field a little bit. Um, so I, I'm in favor of it. Um, I think it, it works out well for for the smaller teams. Um, so you know, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I guess there's no perfect perfect scenario, but I, I think the 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 metro and suburban division is is a pretty good move. Um, I don't know what the other coaches think, but I, I would think that um, you know it does favor the the smaller schools. So I, I, I being a smaller school, I, I like it. <laughs> uh, I think you're home this week. Uh, what time's your game and what night and all that? Yes, sir. Uh, Friday night, seven o'clock. Um, praying for no lightning and yeah. no delays. And uh, but yeah, we'll. Uh, Bishop Snyder will be a tough team. It's a conference uh, conference game, so uh, definitely be a, a big game for us, and uh, we're excited for it. Okay. Wish you luck, RJ. Thanks for doing this, and we'll get you back as the season goes along here. Thanks, Steve. You got Have it. Have a great day. Yep. RJ, if you are a coach at Oak Hall High School, has done a good job there uh, with the Eagles. All right. Until the top of the hour. We have time for your calls, questions, and comments, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Gator Volleyball last night lost to Stanford, but i tell you what, a uh, young team showed a lot of grit last night. They were down 0-2 uh, and made it a match before going down in five. Sam was impressed. Um, he said, want to commend Gator Volleyball in a tough match. A lot of new pieces for Coach Wise, uh, but very talented freshmen will help this team be in the mix. Tough loss, but the experience of playing quality competition will only pay off uh, in the NCAAs. That's the idea. I mean, Florida's going to go play Minnesota uh, this weekend uh, as well. So that's a really good thing. Um, Thought you might be interested in this. These uh, odds are courtesy of betonline.ag. All right, and what it does, it gives the uh, regular season win totals for college football teams. Okay, for example, Florida, the over under is seven. Last year, it was nine. It's actually gone up. Florida opened at uh, six and a half. It's now gone. To seven. Georgia is ten and a half. They were ten and a half to open up last year. Uh, Alabama, you say? Well, Alabama opens up at ten and a half. They opened up at eleven and a half last year. So lower than last year. And this is interesting to me. Arkansas. A lot, a team. Think a lot of people are sleeper. 
Their over-under is 7.5. Last year they were 5.5. Auburn is at 6.5. They opened up at 5.5. I'm going to try to give you some other teams here. UCF, how about this? They're over-under 9.5. They were that last year, too. Uh, I'm trying to give you some other SEC teams here. I already did Georgia. Uh, let's see. Kentucky. Chris Dowling loves them. Kentucky opens at seven and a half, or they're at, they're at seven and a half. They opened at six and a half last year. So, again, just seven and a half, barely over Florida. LSU is at seven. They opened at six and a half. And a half. Miami, eight and a half. They were nine and a half last year over under. Mississippi State is at six and a half. They were five and a half last year. Missouri at five and a half. They were seven last year. So, you know, you look at some of these schools, there are a lot of schools in the middle of the pack. South Carolina, six and a half. They opened at Four last year. Four. South Florida, a team that Florida plays, opens at four and a half over under. They were three last year. Tennessee over under is seven and a half. They were six last year. Texas A&M over under eight and a half. They were nine and a half a year ago. And finally, Utah, they're over under eight and a half. They were eight and a half last year, exactly the same. And no, I didn't uh, mention Vanderbilt. They're not here. And by the way, from the SEC, the odds to win the conference, Alabama uh, is two to three, two to three. That's almost a sure thing. Georgia seven to four, A and M fourteen to one. Everybody else is forty to one or worse. Florida fifty to one, and Kentucky is forty to one. Ole Miss and Tennessee forty five to one. Auburn, Florida, LSU fifty to one. Vandy is five hundred to one. So you want a long shot? There you go. BB says speaking of Vandy. Uh, got to think about their AD, Candace Lee, is a great person. So my question is, how does Vanderbilt effectively manage their football expectations? How does the AD keep the fans happy and also manage the budget? Well, that's, maybe honestly, that is any AD's job. But he says, if you were the AD, how would you manage their sports programs? Would you push for anything? Do you think you can do an interview with Ms. Lee? I mean, it isn't, anything's possible. But I guess the question becomes... It's not really relevant here, right? I mean, if you're going to play Vanderbilt, maybe that week you do it. But look, they have some different sports than what Florida has. And remember, they don't have some sports that a lot of other SEC teams have. And, you know, when you have your football coach saying, someday we're going to be the best team in the United States, that's pretty tough. Right, So how do you manage that? But look, their facilities are not good. And I think she realizes that. 
And they got work to do. There's no question. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed those odds. They're interesting. Uh, Ethan emails. Says, uh, Steve, just a few short days to go here. Uh, when do you give your... Oh, Ethan. Prognostication Friday, baby. That's a tradition here. That's when I get what you guys think is going to happen. Uh, and remember, uh, tomorrow, Tennessee plays, Missouri plays, UCF plays. They all play tomorrow. So we won't do a prognostication Friday tomorrow, but we'll get your thoughts. And look, their, their, their uh, opponents are not great. So we'll do that with a grain of salt. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes, Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fold. The Citrus Series wraps up tonight in South Beach as the Marlins will host the Rays. Tampa Bay is 3-0 against Miami this season and will give the ball to right-hander Drew Rasmussen as Miami's starter is yet to be revealed. Be sure to catch all of tonight's action right here, starting at 6. In the NFL, UF alum Damian Pierce is emerging as the top running back for the Houston Texans after the team released veteran Marlon Mack. Pierce gained over 2,000 scrimmage yards and scored 28 touchdowns during his four years as a Gator. Meanwhile, the Jets have released former Gator running back LaMichael Pirine. The 2020 fourth-round pick appeared in just four games last season and received only eight carries. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fuller. Ladies and gentlemen, Road Heaver Boys Ranch gives a hand to young men that really, really need it. It's located in Palatka. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, or boat, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch because this is how they accomplish what they do. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and they're sustained by the donated vehicles. They learn real-life skills because they repair the vehicles themselves and then go out and resell them. The donations are tax-deductible, and they really, really help these young men out uh, who are trying to get their lives straightened out. So, with your generosity will come a lot of good. You can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Everyone knows how beneficial therapy can be, but traditional therapy can be overwhelming, confusing, and inconvenient. When scheduling in-person therapy, it can be difficult to find the right therapist near you, and it can take weeks to get on their calendar. We knew there had to be a better way, and that's where BetterHelp began. I'm Danny, co-founder of BetterHelp Online Therapy. When Alana and I started BetterHelp in 2013, our mission was simple. Find a way to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient for everyone. BetterHelp works around your schedule and lifestyle. You can connect to a therapist by phone, video call, or even text message. You don't even have to turn on your camera if you don't feel comfortable. And if your therapist isn't the right fit, you can switch anytime with a click of a button because BetterHelp is designed with you in mind. See why over 2 million members have trusted BetterHelp for online therapy. Go to betterhelp.com slash you first and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash you first. 
for 10% off your first month. Back to school means back to routines and, of course, back to school shopping. And while spending on outfits and supplies can be stressful, Radiant Credit Union can help you out this season. Every time you use your Radiant Credit Card from July 22nd through the end of August, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a $1,500 statement credit. Just swipe your credit card and we'll handle the rest. You have enough to do, like avoiding the PTA parents in the drop-off line. Stop by or visit RadiantCU.org slash rewards for details. No purchase necessary. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you getting the internet speed you need? The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Melden Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. August is a great month to help out the environment by improving your gas mileage. Make sure your tires are properly inflated and heavy items like golf clubs aren't stored in your trunk. Take your car in for a tune-up to ensure it's running at peak performance. And when the weather is nice, walk or bike to your destination to enjoy a beautiful summer day. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Summer is over, and that means it's time for back to school. That means it's time for Bailey's Gym Back to School Special. This week only, you can join any of our 16 area North Florida locations for absolutely zero enrollment fees on any membership. Bailey's Gym is open 24-7, and we offer group fitness, boxing, and access to the best selection of equipment and trainers in Gainesville, Florida. So work out on your own or with a friend or two. Only a few days left to take advantage of the back to school, back to the gym deal at Bailey's. Ready for your zero enrollment membership? Join Bailey's today at baileysgym.com or visit one of our locations. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF the home of the Florida Gators. Sean Kelly here tomorrow with us. Uh, he'll be here at 12.15 for a segment. Looking forward to having him uh, on the program. All right, uh, let's open up the phone lines. Come on, people. There's, what, three more days till the game here? You've been waiting all this time. Call us up. Talk a little sports. 392 392- 8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jim says, do you have any idea how Utah and Florida compare from a talent perspective? Uh, More specific, how do you mean that? I mean, talent can be subjective, right? Um, Is it draft choices? Is it five-star people? I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can, you know, go about that. 
Um, but it's funny. In the 2021 draft, Utah had zero players taken because no players made themselves available for the draft. But Devin Lloyd uh, last year was obviously a very high draft choice. And they've got some guys on this team now that are going to the NFL too. So I'm not sure what the exact measuring stick is, Jim, but Utah's got some talent. They've they've recruited well. Um, Now, you know, is it as good as the SEC? You know, I don't know. And I can tell you this, they were not good um, in the last time I saw the rankings for this year. They had not gotten off to a great start yet. Um, But once again, uh, that's, you know, kind of incomplete at this point. Um, So let's uh, get a couple of emails here while I wait for a call. My producer just went somewhere. So if you're calling on the phone, he'll be right back. How about that for breaking news? Uh, uh, That's just how it is. Bill emails. Uh, Oh, by the way, here we go. 2022, I looked it up, 2022 recruiting class, right, where you looked at Utah. Florida was 17th in that class, 17th. You go down the list, and Utah is 34th, 34th. Three four stars, 16 three stars. Sometimes, and you know, Texas A&M had that big class uh, with eight five stars. You look at 2023, a little different story. So, Jim, again, I'm not dodging it, but there's just so many different ways uh, that you could look at that uh, and try to figure it out. All right. Let me get my another email here. Steven says, CBSSports.com reported one projection model is forecasting Richardson will have at least 320 total yards because of Florida's strong offensive line. You think Anthony needs a great game for us to win? No, I don't. I am probably in the uh, minority when it comes to that because I'm going to use your word, Stephen. Great. I think Anthony Richardson needs to be efficient. Don't turn the ball over. Be a factor running the ball and be efficient in throwing it. And look, in that scope, he's very capable of making a big play, you know, from an ordinary play. So I don't know that he has to be great, but he has to be good and he has to be consistent. Jack, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, I've uh, been listening all week, but uh, you, you have an extra pep in your step. Yeah, I, I can tell the excitement in your voice. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to, you know, the, the, the talk over the summer and, you know, recruiting old. and all that. Now, you, now it's time to play. Well, the only thing, the only thing I can guarantee, again, uh, I love your show, the uh, only thing I can guarantee is that, that Saturday night the crowd is going to be just, it's going to be amped. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great environment. That's all I can guarantee you. That whatever happens is going to happen. It's all coming down to tackling mistakes, uh, penalties, and things like that. And I think I think our coach is ready. Um, 
I, ta- I heard you with uh, Scott Strickland. What do you think they're going to do to the swamp? I mean, have you heard the inside? I know uh, they're going to spend a lot of money on, on redoing it, but what have you heard on the inside? Yeah, I, I think their um, focus on that has changed, and I think I understand why. If you would have said that to me six months ago or a year ago, I think the plan was to downsize, to mm-hmm. you know make the seats bigger, more comfortable, and have you know less capacity. Um, I don't think they're married to that now. I think they're willing to look at other ways to make the place, you know, as he said yesterday, to keep the iconic nature of the stadium, and yet right. make it more friendly. You know, better restrooms, better concourse. You know, better amenities within the stadium. And if they do find that, you know, they're going to make the seats bigger, then they may lose, you know, a few seats. But I don't know that it's going to be, you know, 10,000 seats. Yeah, as long as we stay above Florida State. Uh, one thing, too, Steve, I really enjoy. Uh, being from Fernandina Beach, I've been in uh, Atlanta here in deep in enemy territory for almost 40 years. But uh, in Fernandina, I mean, you know, uh, foot, college, high school football is such a big tradition in Florida and in Georgia and in other states. I can remember when, you know, we you play a home game and the entire the entire town shuts down at 5 o'clock. There's a big parade, and it's just, you know, just there's nothing like being involved in a small-town High school football or big big football high school football, but it's just a it's a it's it's a real tradition that that people really are excited about. And I'm going down for in front of the beach plays uh, West Nassau Callahan to be honored. So again, thanks for having all those coaches. It's great to hear coaches talk and uh, love your show. And man, I, I just you know win lose or draw to all the fans out there. Man, don't give Steve a hard time Saturday night because I you know what <laughs> I'm excited about this new coach, but. I guess the thing I like, Steve, is that, you, you know, Florida is now after the hire with the Army, with the facilities. We are now 100% a football school, and I'm really excited about that. And, Steve, go Gators, and I'll yell at you on Friday. Take All care, right. man. Jack, thank you. Appreciate the call. James says, other than the Gator game, what other games, potentially early season storylines, are you looking forward to this weekend? I try to take, James, it's interesting you ask that, because I try to take, not just the obvious games, okay? Because what I want to see is how a team looks. Now, look, you you can play an inferior team and look really good, and everybody's going, wow, you know, they're a really great team. Well, you, you don't know that, okay? You don't. But let's take Thursday. Tennessee plays. Missouri plays. I just want to see how they play. Missouri plays Louisiana Tech. Tennessee plays Ball State. So, you know, UCF plays South Carolina State. But I still want to see how they play. Penn State-Purdue is probably the game of national, that and West Virginia Pitt. Friday, I don't know that there's really anything because there's not an SEC team that plays, and those games, frankly, aren't very good. And then... You know, come Saturday, when the schedule really starts, Oregon, Georgia, obviously. Um, Cincinnati, Arkansas really intrigues me. Um, And then, you know, South Florida plays, and that's a team that Florida plays very soon. So what about BYU, South Florida? BYU is pretty good. They're ranked in some polls. How will South Florida fare against them? So those are some of the games I'm looking at. Um 
And then, you know, I, it, it's funny. When you look at uh, Notre Dame-Ohio State, the game that intrigues me, though, is Memphis at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, if they're going to be better, this is where they have to show it against a Memphis team that they should beat at home. So that, that's one game I'm kind of looking for as well. And then FSU-LSU. The winner of that game has a chance, I think, to have a decent season. Norvell needs this game more than Kelly does. There's no question about that. Hour two coming up. At the top of the hour, have you heard what's happened at Florida A&M University? If you haven't, one of our grads, Allison Posey, is going to come on and tell you about it. Also a bit about FSU, too, because she's in Tallahassee. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss on a lure. Take a cruise. Ranger boats are known for exceptional performance and unsurpassed design and craftsmanship. Polaris of Gainesville is your one-stop authorized tracker marine dealer for Ranger fiberglass bass boats, aluminum bass boats, pontoon boats, or Ranger's legendary saltwater series, all powered by Mercury. Enjoy the biggest playground on earth. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and take your Ranger boat out to play. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now, and, you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So It's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique um, bedside manners are just amazing makes you feel relaxed like you know you're part of the family and that's I want an exceptional work um, that's why I came to exceptional in exceptional dentistry it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the with the team here love Dr. Art this is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome we're here for you please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com that's exceptionaldentistry.com hey folks it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville 310 Northeast 39th Avenue they've been in business family owned and operated for over 40 years and in all that time They've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The cream of the crop and late model, low mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today. Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Sam Potosa producing the program. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk some sports. Well, uh, it's always fun when I can bring back our grads. And I'm going to do that right now because Allison Posey is going to join us, sports director, ABC 27, up in Tallahassee. Uh, and she will join us now. For those who don't know about what went on with Florida A&M uh, after their situation in playing North Carolina this past weekend. Allison, good to talk to you, girl. How are you? I'm doing well, Steve. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. Um, when did this story really start to break, Allison? When did you get first wind of this? So Friday morning, um, getting ready for a typical high school football madness day. <laughs> uh, Fridays are bananas anyways, and I uh, – I got a tip of about 11 a.m. on Friday morning, and about nearly 30 players wouldn't be able to travel to North Carolina for Florida A&M because of certification issues. And I was like, okay, did my due diligence, called some people, got it confirmed, uh, went down to the field house, and they were in meetings. Uh, Coach Simmons, Willie Simmons, their head coach, walked out, and, I mean, he confirmed everything and did an interview with me, um, and that's when we broke it. I mean, we broke it, I believe it was about 1.30 on Friday, and it has been just nonstop since. Um, so, yeah, it was Friday, probably about 11 when we first got wind of it all. What's the latest with this? So the latest uh, is that there were 20 – it ended up being 20 players that were not certified. The number was originally 26, and they were able to get some guys cleared. And I, I want to make it clear because there's a lot of confusion because you hear the words ineligible tossed around. These guys are not ineligible. It's not because they're failing. Many of them, it's they've been enrolled in the wrong classes. Uh, they've been enrolled credit short of what they need to – and this is not a fault on these players. FAMU and many HBCUs and many institutions that don't have big money funding like a Florida, like a Florida State, FAMU had one compliance officer and one academic advisor for the entire athletic department. So that's 300-plus mm. athletes. They have two people, one compliance, one academic, making sure that these guys are enrolled in the right classes, are doing what they need to do, Coach Simmons talked about how the coaches have to actually tutor them. They monitor them during study hall, the coaches. And legally, they are not allowed to help them. I mean, it's against the law for them to help them, but they try to keep, help the guys keep up with their grades because there's nobody else to do it. Um, so that's how strapped Florida A&M is. But it, it ended up being 20 guys that they couldn't get certified. And as of yesterday afternoon – it was still those 20 guys. They have, they've brought the SWAC in, which is the conference they belong to, to help kind of clear those certification issues, get the waivers out. Um, but as of yesterday afternoon, I, it's still those 20. And one of those 20s is Isaiah Land, who was last year's Buffy Cannon Award winner, which is given to the FCS's top defensive player. Um, he's an NFL draft prospect. 
I mean, the guy, the guy's the real deal. He's a linebacker, and and he unfortunately is one of those guys that is not cleared right now. You know, when you when you say this, it's fascinating to me that this mm-hmm. has gone on as long as it has, and it just broke. You know, before a football game, has the school talked about any remedies here? What'll be done about this? Yeah, so we had been pressuring Florida A&M since Friday, honestly, to give us a statement. They didn't say anything until Saturday morning. They finally released a statement, and it just, I mean, it didn't really talk about any real solutions, kept pressuring, kept pressuring. The president finally talked to us yesterday afternoon, and he told us solutions. He he actually met with the football team yesterday for, for about an hour, a little over, the guys addressed their concerns. And, I mean, and it was the, – the, the players wrote a letter on Monday that we were sent. Uh, they sent it to us. Um, we broke that, published the letter. It was seven pages, five pages of, of outlining from financial aid. These guys not getting financial aid on time. Some of them have been kicked out of their apartment. Uh, to underappreciation, the NCAA gives them four tickets. FAMU said, no, you can only get two tickets to the North Carolina game. Uh, summer school, they weren't provided housing or meals. I mean, these were all outlined in that letter, and 89 players signed it, and that was sent um, to us, Dr. Robinson, which is the FAMU president, uh, the Board of Governors, the State Board of Governors, and the FAMU Board of Trustees. And Dr. Robinson finally met with the team yesterday. Uh, they voiced all their concerns. He said the dialogue was great. You know, they were able to talk. He told us that they are in the process now and they want to have them here within the next 60 days, five compliance officers, and by the end of the fall semester, two more academic advisors. So time will tell. I mean, words are words. Uh, you know, that's all they are until action comes out of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what ends up happening. If anybody has followed FEMU football, FEMU athletics in general, this is nothing new. Correct. I mean, this has been plaguing this university for a long time. When I got to Tallahassee in 2015, they were under APR sanctions. I mean, they weren't allowed to have spring football. In 2019, you know, they had three compliance officers, and I asked Dr. Robinson that. I said, what happened? You guys went from three to one, and we're back right where we've been. And he said he didn't really give me a good answer. He just said that he's in the process right now of hiring five more compliance officers. So, again, those are just words. I I hope – that for the guys' sake and for all athletes, I mean, this is, this may not be just limited to football. I mean, but just for the athletic department in general, I sincerely hope that they do what they need to do to make sure this does not happen again. No question. While I have you, uh, my uh, Coach Norvell and FSU has LSU coming up. There's a school, sure of, <laughs> school of thought, Allison, that this is a big year for Norvell, that he's got to show mm-hmm. – something that the arrow is going upward with Florida State. So two-part question. Do you agree with that? And where do you see FSU now? I mean, I absolutely believe this is the big year for him. You know, I don't. his first year was that COVID year, and a lot of people forget that or don't want to remember that. But And he had been on camp. I mean, they had, I think, two or three days of spring practice that first year when COVID happened. And, I mean, they didn't really get to have a full spring his first year. So this is really essentially like, year two of a full year for him, but I absolutely think this is a big year for him. Um, you know, he's hit the transfer portal hard. You know, Jermaine Johnson was a huge get for them last year. They lost him, obviously. They picked up Jared Verse, which he's been a big help uh, defensively. But 
Norvell has to produce results. Um, I honestly think they can get to seven or eight wins. You have to think about last year. It was a five-win team. Arguably should have beat Notre Dame. That game went to overtime. Definitely should have beat Jacksonville State. That loss is inexcusable. And the Florida game, they probably should have won that game too. You know, I'm I'm a Gator grad, but (laughs) that game was not – I mean, it could have gone either way if we're being honest. So that's eight wins. I mean, you add those three and that's eight wins. Um, I think this team can win seven or eight games. I do think they get bowl eligible this year, but I will say this. All of that hinges on Jordan Travis staying healthy. He is QB1. They really don't have a solid backup after him. Tate Rodemaker is the backup. Tate played a little bit. Second and third string guys did get in against Duquesne on Saturday. Uh, Tate threw an interception. I mean, that resulted in a Duquesne touchdown, and that was against Duquesne. You, you can't do that against, you know, the LSUs, the Floridas, the Clemsons of the world. So as Jordan stay, if Jordan stays healthy, I see seven or eight wins. If he gets hurt, they, they could be in some trouble. But this is absolutely a big year for Norvell. I think he has a lot to prove. I think he has the tools to do it, and now he, just has, he has to get it done. Okay. Great stuff, Allison, and I appreciate your time. As always, good talking to you, girl, and uh, thanks for making the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Steve. Anytime. Yep. Thank you, Allison. Allison's done a great job. Proud of her. Allison Posey, sports director, ABC 27, up in Tallahassee. Uh, The rest of the day, it's us. Daryl says, as a booster in season ticket holder, glad we're opening up with a big-time opponent for the money we pay. I miss the days of opening up the season with the likes of teams like Miami. Hopefully, future schedule will have more big-time opponents. Um, Mike says... uh, Coach Napier and his staff have worked their uh, butts off to bring class and character back to the program. Mike, I'm going to tell you something, okay? Class and character are wonderful. But that's – is it part of a successful program? I think it is in most cases. Now, there are exceptions, right? But if you don't win, that gets you fired. You can be the nicest guy – the classiest guy, the guy with the highest character. If you don't win enough football games, you're getting fired. So while that's great, okay, winning and losing. But he does say uh, everybody needs to pull together, going to be great. Uh, Loudest credit ever at Florida Field when Utah has the ball to pull this off. Gator fans need to show why they're the best, not the worst fans in the country. 113. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jose Tovar. Florida Volleyball is now 3-1 on the season after dropping a five-step thriller against Stanford last night. The Gators turned their focus to another top 25 opponent when they visit Minnesota on Sunday. In more UF sports, Florida's Women Dive announced its schedule for the 2022-23 season. The Gators will start their campaign on September 23rd against Nova Southeastern and Arkansas at the Stephen C. O'Connell Center. In MLB action, the Tampa Bay Rays take on the Miami Marlins for the second night in a row after beating the Fish 7-2 on Tuesday. Drew Rasmussen takes him on for the race. Miami is yet to announce her starter. You can catch all the action here at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jose Tovar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If you have a home to sell, you're probably wondering how much money your home would sell for in this market. 
Home values, while not at historic highs any longer, are still very high. So you're probably concerned with things you can't control like low inventory, rising interest rates, and other factors as well. That's why I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust. That'll help you answer your home selling questions. That person, Scott Caldwell, with your home sold guaranteed realty. He's got programs and solutions to help you in any situation. For example, written guarantees thousands of buyers that create higher demand and multiple offers for your home. If you need to sell your home and stay in the home until you find your next one, he can help you do that stress-free and put you back in control of your situation. So your next step, call Scott Caldwell, talk to him, and get the information you need. 352-209-0000. or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other inks, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. This August, we want you to remember to keep children safe as we return to school. Always stop for stopped school buses and obey signals from crossing guards. Remain alert and do not use your cell phone in school zones. And remember that car seats and booster seats only work if they are used correctly every time. Do your part to help keep us safe on the roadways. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. For more important safety tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Summer is over and that means it's time for back to school. That means it's time for Bailey's Gym Back to School Special. This week only, you can join any of our 16 area North Florida locations for absolutely zero enrollment fees on any membership. Bailey's Gym is open 24-7 and we offer group fitness, boxing, and access to the best selection of equipment and trainers in Gainesville, Florida. So work out on your own or with a friend or two. Only a few days left to take advantage of the back to school, back to the gym deal at Bailey's. Ready for your zero enrollment membership? Join Bailey's today at baileysgym.com or visit one of our locations. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is three days away. Pre-game coverage begins at 3 p.m. right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. For the second time 
In 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. William says you're being overly kind to Utah, no matter how you do it. Florida has a better overall talent, not close. However, Utah is closer like a Wisconsin, that they aren't highly recruited. But they have a system they recruit to, have an established head coach and culture. It means a lot. It does. The question will be, can Florida overcome a first-year staff and system in this first game? Let's bring Tony to the show. Hi, Tony. Hey, man, Steve, man, first of all, I got to dock you, man. I got to give you a demerit, man, not asking the uh, NFL guests a question on the Jets. What's up with that? Because I already know. <laughs> why, why Why? have agony when you don't need agony? Oh, come on. Don't, don't do that to me, Steve. Steve, listen, um, I just saw a tweet from uh, one of the beat writers. He says that Utah, okay, a, a, a power five team. Not a cupcake school, you know, is getting paid half a million dollars for showing up at the Swamp Saturday. Number one, I'm kind of surprised about that because they're a power five team. And I guess number two, do we get the same type of paycheck next year? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and Scott, <clears throat> Scott Strickland was here yesterday, but, you know, uh-huh. I, that didn't come up in the conversation. But um, I would guess it would be comparable. I don't know if it's the huh. same. But, I mean, common sense would kind of tell you it, it should be comparable. But I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I, I just found it strange because they're a power five school, you know. Um, hey, Steve, uh, Scott Strickland mentioned it yesterday about all the student athletes around the new football facility. And, you know, I work out every morning down there, and I see him. You know, I saw Wyatt uh, riding his moped the other day. It, it's just a great environment around that place for every student athlete, I think it's going to help out in so many sports having that type of facility there. Every morning you see them coming to get breakfast and stuff like that. It's just uh, it's just going to be great for all sports, really, Steve. Um, Steve, as the game gets closer, you know, I'm seeing a lot more people, a lot of more national people uh, picking the games. One of them was Aaron Taylor on CBS Sports, uh, a couple of people on Twitter, you know, um, I think this game, Steve, I don't want to give my pick. I want to leave it for Friday, right? But I think this game is going to go down as one of the legendary Swamp games, man. It's going to be one of those games that people talk about, you know, that first game, Billy Napier game, where the crowd was absolutely bonkers. I think this game is going to go down like that, Steve. I plan on leaving it all on the steps up up there, man, in my seats, man. I'm going to leave it all out there, Steve. So I think it's going to come down to that. The Swamp's just going to be the Swamp. And uh, as the game gets closer, man, you're starting to see a lot of these picks come to get away. So we'll see. Steve, don't you think that uh, Billy Napier is going to make it simple on AR for the first game a yes. little bit? Uh, do a lot of RPOs, yes. read type of plays, right? Yes. Mix in run and then an occasional deep shot. Because the middle of that field, Steve, from 10 to 15 yards, a lot of uh, broken dreams and uh, bad nightmares <laughs> take place in there, right? Yeah, can sometimes. Yeah, I, I think you're right on. I, I think RPOs suit Richardson. I think it mm-hmm. suits what he does. Uh, 
I think he'll be a factor in the run game. Uh, I think he's got to be because he can turn a five-yard carry into, you know, a big play. And, and look, I'm not saying they're going to be conservative in throwing the ball, but they're going to be safe in throwing the ball. And I'm with you. Take a deep shot or two. Because, I mean, look, if it is yeah. picked, so what? It's a punt. Yeah, it's a punt, yeah. And it loosens it up a little bit. I look for Xavier Henderson to be that deep threat this year. Um and, um, you know, looking forward to it, man. All okay. right, Steve. Talk to you later. Appreciate man. you, Tony. Thank you for your call. Adam, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Long time no speak, my man. It's game week, buddy. It is that. Yes, sir. I'm super excited. Uh, I agree with uh, you and Tony both that I, I think that um, Billy even said it in his press conference that, um, you know, there was a lot of install. Uh, during fall camp, and now that it's become game week, he's been able to simplify that down, you know, kind of dumb it down to the actual game plan against this team in specific. So, you know, I I, I did hear him say that in the press conference, um, and I think that's excellent. I think that, that that's going to suit him perfectly. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, when, when people say, and I'm using your words here, dumb it down, they they think that, you know, there's an issue with the quarterback or, you know, not knowing the offense or whatever. And that might be in some cases. I think in this case, it's – look, people forget this. Anthony Richardson does not have a lot of game experience. He does not. So are you going to throw everything at him? The good news is – Napier's in the same room with him, okay, in terms of developing the game plan. And, you know, when I was coaching, Shane told me something. And, you know, when he first said it, it made it, it was common sense. But the more he said it, I knew exactly what he meant. He said, because I used to come up with the offensive plays. I drew up my, my – I was ball play guy. And he said, you can have the best ball play in the world. But if the quarterback isn't comfortable with it or the quarterback can't run it, it's not any good. He's absolutely right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I didn't mean to be uh, negative when I said that. Oh, no, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't take it that way at all. Right. Just, just simplify it. It's a game plan that has to be instituted, specifically designed. I mean, we, I mean, we know enough about Billy Napier and his staff by now to know that he is very detail-oriented, and I don't expect it to be any different against Utah. Um, so that, that's kind of what I was saying. Um, uh, another thing I wanted to touch on, um, I, I saw Amari Bernie on a press conference as well and uh, Dante Zanders, and they spoke about being a 4-D player. And that's something that I haven't heard before. Of course, I'm not in coaching circles anymore, um, but – that was something extremely interesting uh, when they, they talked about that, that that's a goal um, for the team, for all the players to be 4D oriented. And I, I was just wondering, did, did you hear that? Did you hear those? Did you hear anything about that? I did what not. That? I mean, I, I, I've not, I've heard part of the, uh, the pressers with them, but not all of them. All right. Well, basically, uh, what I, I think I believe it was Amari Bernie who kind of broke it down. The, I forget who actually asked him the question, but they were saying a one D just to cut to the chase. One D player is someone who knows where to line up and how to line up. A two D player is knowing where and how to line up, but also knowing the players next to you and how you can help them 
in what you're seeing. A 3D player is knowing all of your unit's positions as well as your own. And then a 4D player is knowing not only your unit, but also the the opposite side, be it offense or defense. So they, they, they asked Mari Bernie, well, who's the 4D players? And he said Big G, which we know we're talking about, Gervon Dexter, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ventrell Miller, which is great news. I think those guys are going to be obviously the front seven. I listen to Shane a lot as well. And the front seven is just imperative. I think our secondary is going to do really, really well. Um, but as far as the front seven goes, with Ventrell Miller out there, my friend, I think you know the captain's back in the house, in other words. Well, we're going to find out because I, I have concerns about Utah being able to run on this group. Right. So we'll see. All right, Adam, i got to run to a call. Thank you. Uh, Paul is next. Hi, Paul. Hey, Steve. I have a quick opinion and then a little bit about the offense. Did you happen to catch the old-timers at uh, City Field this weekend with the Mets? I did not. You should check it out. I'd be curious your opinion. They actually retired Willie Mays. I saw that. I thought they were going to do that, yes. And it was an interesting group of – I think you'd like it. If you're bored, check it out on YouTube. Moving on to the the Florida offense, if we say that – what is an offense average? Uh, Maybe 70 plays a game? Do you feel like that's Mm, a – 60, 70, yeah. 60. All right, if we call it 65, where do you think run pass is going to fall? Because it feels like most people are talking about it, and the weather might dictate a lot of running the football, too, and possibly could be the strength of the team with the nice running back group and a young quarterback. Um, do you think we could run it 45 out of the 65 times? That heavy? More? Yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head, Paul. What's, first of all, weather conditions sometimes dictate that, right? But if I had to guess, I'd say somewhere between 55-45 and 60-40 run. I think Napier likes to run it, and I think that Whittingham likes to run it. And I think, you know, some of the hope is, I know the the, the hope for me is that Napier's had enough time to to figure out where the strengths of the team are and and, and how it fits into what he wants to do. And i I shoot, that game might end up taking two and a half hours, maybe less, uh, if it, the balls ran a lot. But I just wonder, you know, if, if something like 17-14 might be more realistic than 38-28. Uh, I mean, it, I, I think there'll be points scored in this game. Um, but um, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. By the way, uh, an answer to a previous uh, question. Uh, when Florida goes to Utah, they will get the same payout. So it's the same for both teams. 129 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics 
now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible, but this is it, the final days. You have until August 31st to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over two years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible. And everything's included. Thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets, the largest selection ever. Or if you prefer, you can get an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event. Take an amazing 25% off any any wedding band but there's just one catch this spectacular summer of savings event ends august 31st at 6 p.m and will not be extended so hurry pick any item take advantage of two years zero interest financing and let idc even cover your first two payments now through the end of august only and only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit 
Rudolph Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Today, mostly sunny skies, turning mostly cloudy late in the day. We'll have scattered to numerous sea breeze showers and storms again. They'll move from west to east across our area as a mid-level disturbance sweeps overhead. Most storms exiting off the first coast before midnight tonight. Then partly cloudy tomorrow morning. Lows in the mid to lower 70s. A few early morning showers possible along the nature coast tomorrow. The UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. If Aaron Judge hits more than 61 homers this year, who will you consider the single season home run king? If Judge broke it, then I would look at Aaron Judge as the single season home run champ. 15 years ago, this is a big deal what Aaron Judge is doing. Now it's not a big deal. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Nate here, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Thank you, Coach. Uh, they should announce the two deep today uh, after practice. Coach Napier uh, will speak uh, late or late this afternoon and then uh, get ready for the game. Todd says, with much champ McElwain and Mullen, I think Florida's had some long-time records snapped. Right now we have the longest opening game win streak at 32. Why are we all of a sudden risking these records with more competitive teams, not only for opening the season, but with homecoming? Much happier celebrating homecoming with a win than an SEC home or road game. Uh, part of that I can answer. Part of it I can't. Remember, Florida, like any other SEC school, is subjected to the SEC schedule, right? So sometimes Florida's had an SEC opponent as a homecoming opponent. And honestly, Todd, what does having the longest opening game win streak mean? What does that mean? It means you've played some crappy teams that you beat for the most part. Okay? There have been some exceptions to that. But, you know, look, I think today, because of what fans pay for a ticket, They want to see better competition. They don't want to see cupcakes. Now, a coach, there's two philosophies. Urban Meyer told me that he liked an opening game like that because he wanted to, you know, get the team used to winning and have some of the players that had worked so hard in practice, you know, get a chance to go in there and play, you know, in a regular season game. That that meant something. So that was done, you know, scheduling-wise, on purpose. But now, I mean, okay, so Florida didn't win its first game. Eh. And if you and if you do play, you know, directional school action, you win that game, doesn't help you. It doesn't help you at all in terms of ranking or in terms of anything like that. Could it help in what Urban wanted? Yeah, sure. It can help in team camaraderie, you know, all that. But other than that, not sure what it does. If you have a different thought about it, 
let me know. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Let's see here. Joe emails. I almost lost your email, Joe. Sorry. It was down the list here. He says, um, see, looking forward to the opener. Uh, and I know a lot of people are saying now that Florida's got a chance to win this game. What happened to everybody who said two months ago Florida couldn't win this? I- I've said it for the last week, Joe. It's called fandom. People are acting like fans now. Yeah, we could beat this team. I mean, if, if the Jets opened up against the Chiefs, yeah, the Jets can win this game. Yeah. Uh, but the Gators have a better <clears throat> better shot at beating Utah than the Jets would have at beating the Chiefs. No doubt. Harold. Interesting email from him. He says, if Florida goes 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, what has to happen next year for fans to lay off a new coach? Got to win more games. It's not hard. It's not rocket science here. Okay? Why are coaches fired? They don't win enough games for the most part. <clears throat> Sometimes it's off the field stuff, but for the most part, it's because they don't win enough. And depending on where you are, that, that total changes for example I'm going to throw this out for the rest of the show see if you'll bite on this if Florida under Billy Napier the first three years won seven, eight, and nine games would you keep him for a fourth year would you keep him for a fourth year seven, eight, seven and eight and nine wins no SEC championship, would you keep him? I think the vast majority would say no, even though he won more games every year. In three years, your best win total is nine. To some, that's not going to be good enough. Even though the arrow points up. It, it's it's not hard. And look, several of you have said in, in recently that I'm, you know, reluctant to fire coaches. I am. Yes, I've done that. I've been let go as a coach once. I know what that's like. So, yeah. But I also know that when you go into something like that, there is an expectation from the fan base, an expectation from the athletic director that you're supposed to do something. Gators soccer back in action tomorrow. They'll host USF, Florida 1-3 and three to start the season. And then uh, Gator volleyball will be at Minnesota this week. And Minnesota's a good volleyball team. And a good uh, pair of games here for Florida to, to see how they stack up against Stanford and against Minnesota before they begin SEC play. All right, we got time. Let's go here. Uh, last 20 minutes. Call us up, talk a little sports. You have the opportunity to do so. 3928255. And again, the email, if you want to do it that way, is uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, 
James emails. Uh, Steve, were you surprised at any of the Gator players who were cut? Um, no, only from the standpoint of you know, not knowing how some of them fit in. I mean, Jonathan Harrison had been around for a long time, so you know, he was near the end of his career. You know, Will Greer never really, you know, stuck it out with anybody. Um, so no, not 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 really that I can think of top of my head. Um, you know, the guy that I thought was going to be a good kicker is Eddie Pinheiro. Remember how good he was here? He's just never been able to stick in the NFL, and the Jets cut him. So maybe I'll get a second chance. Uh, Tony, real quickly, go ahead. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you asked about would they uh, keep Napier uh, after uh, that type of record. Uh, I don't think they would. I don't think they can. Uh, I think that uh, they're paying him good money. He seems to be he seems to be doing a great job recruiting. He's turning some people to Florida that were on committed to other teams. Uh, I think he's doing a good job getting the right people. But if he can't win more than eight games, then uh, I think Florida's looking for something else, looking for somebody who can win more. Yep. No, no doubt in my uh, mind. No doubt I in my mind. That's got to be it. That's got to be the answer. I mean, you know, and, and it's not a thing of pay. They're paying him well, and they're giving him an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I can hear it now. Great guy, nice guy, but. And but. look, that, I, I, you know, when I say that, I'm not knocking a fan base. They have an expectation. I mean, sometimes is that expectation unreal? Yes, I think sometimes fan base expectation is unreal. And, and, I, and that, but that is another thing. I, I'm thinking that I don't really like the attitude when they're saying, "Well, we're only going to win six games this year, six games, seven games this year." I'm going into this thing. I think he's going to be a decent coach, or or even better. I think he's doing a good job recruiting. I think we're going to win more games than that. I think we may win nine or ten, but that's just homeboy here thinking we're going to do it. But I have to have that attitude going into the season. And hopefully the team does, too. Okay. Appreciate you, Tony. Thank you for your call. Lucas says he would keep Napier. Uh, He said it depends on how they look in winning seven, eight, and nine games. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Last segment coming up. Still time to talk sports with you as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jose Tovar. Florida volleyball is turning its focus to another top 25 opponent after losing to Stanford in five sets last night. The Gators will play number four Minnesota on Sunday with hopes of getting back to the win column. In more UF sports, Florida's women dive announced the season schedule for the 2022-2023 campaign. The Gators will host four dual events at the Stephen C. O'Connell Center and start their season on September 23rd. Moving on to the big leagues, the Tampa Bay Rays take on the Miami Marlins for the second night in a row after beating the Fish 7-2 on Tuesday. Drew Rasmussen takes them on for the race. Miami has not announced its starter. You can catch all the action here at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jose Tovar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Fans want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives. 
Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference in that manufacturing skills, including machining, logistics, or assembly, you can join a global company that's been named one of the best workplaces in manufacturing and production in the entire country. Arthrex is hiring at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and California. So check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. And join a team that's making a difference in people's lives. As a small business owner, you've got aims to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every aim your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other aims, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at dickmondells.com. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. No new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself. Have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Summer is over, and that means it's time for back to school. That means it's time for Bailey's Gym Back to School Special. This week only, you can join any of our 16 area North Florida locations for absolutely zero enrollment fees on any membership. Bailey's Gym is open 24-7, and we offer group fitness, boxing, and access to the best selection of equipment and trainers in Gainesville, Florida. So work out on your own or with a friend or two. Only a few days left to take advantage of the back to school, back to the gym deal at Bailey's. Ready for your zero enrollment membership? Join Bailey's today at baileysgym.com or visit one of our locations. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. 
This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Brad says looks like a possibility of rain Saturday night. If so, which of any team do you feel it might favor? Well, I always think the home team, just because your home and your crowd is there but look both these teams I'd be shocked if they don't run more than pass so I don't know that it really heavily favors anybody Brad but you know Gators like the swamp it's wet so maybe that but no I I mean I think both teams wet or dry are going to run more than they throw and I'm not sure one would have an advantage over the other. Brooks says he has a different opinion than a lot of people that listen. Uh, I'm prepared for this team to not win 10 or more games until year three or four. If Richardson goes pro, who do we have at quarterback that can win in their first year as a starter? Our roster is not very good top to bottom, and the SEC East is a lot tougher than it was five years ago. It'll take two to three recruiting cycles to get a consistent 10-win team. If AR comes back next year, maybe we can win 10 or 11 games. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like that thinking, Brooks. And I think what we have to also figure out, and when I say this, I know there's going to be people think I'm going to bash Anthony Richardson, and I'm not, but let's take his name out of it for a moment, can we? Okay. You have a quarterback who has great physical skill but is unproven as a passer. Would anybody disagree with that? I don't think so. He is a great runner. He he can make big plays with his arm and his feet, but we don't know how good a quarterback Anthony Richardson is yet. We don't know that. Can he read defenses? Can he make the right calls? Can he hit the right receiver? You know, can he do the things that good quarterbacks do? We don't know that. If he can, then I think this team can win a couple of the games that I think people are picking them to lose. But if not, now you're looking at trouble. Cross Creek Gator says Napier's inaugural team failing to win eight games and necessitating a change at uh, head coach is absurd. Yeah. Glad I'm glad. Well, people say that now. But I think I do think part of it is how they look. Could you have as a Gator fan, could you have stomached the season they had last year? Had they looked better? Had they lined up right? You know, those types of things. I think the answer is yes. I think that does play into it, at least partly. And I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I will tell you, I did not watch a lot of Napier's games at Louisiana, but I watched three. And remember, his first year there, I think they were seven and six. And then 
They went on a really nice run. So once they got, you know, their system in place, it really seemed to work, and the players there bought in. So I think that bodes well. But I've said this before, and I will say it again. And somebody in a, in a previous email said it. The league is tougher now. It's There's more teams to, if not jump over, at least push aside. Kentucky and Tennessee are better. Florida can lose to those teams. Florida can beat them, but Florida can lose to those teams. And that was not the case in the glory days. Those were, except Spurrier. I mean, Tennessee was good with Philip Fulmer for the most part. But after that, they weren't. And Kentucky rarely was. So that is, in my opinion at least, the difference. Paul says, uh, if you had to name the Gators starting receivers today, who would they be and why? Oh, boy. Well, I only saw a couple of practices. Probably Justin Shorter would start, I would say, at X. I think Pearsall is going to start, and he'll probably be in the slot. After that, uh, Henderson maybe? Whittemore maybe? And again, are they in a three wide and a four wide? I mean, that, that that's part of it too. But I would say shorter Henderson, Pearsall, if they go three wide. Trent Whittemore is certainly going to play. There's no question about it. He, he's going to play. Um, you know, will a guy like Frazier's play? I think so. I think you might see seven, eight receivers rotate in, maybe more. But that, but you're asking who would start? I think those guys would start. All right. Richard says, let's hope guys cut from NFL rosters are prepared for the real world. Hate to read about players who don't take the fall for the big time well. He says, thanks for getting us through another Gainesville summer. They're getting harder to do. They're getting harder to do. Now, this year helped because a new coach, right? But the good news is we don't have to worry about that now. Soon we'll have a game to chew on. Matter of fact, on Friday we'll have games that we can look at from Thursday night. That's also really good. Final email. Don. He's got, a good, he's got a good email here. He says, looking at the league and looking at Florida, I agree eight or nine wins seems to be what most people think Florida will do. What is the best case scenario in your mind? I think Georgia is still the class of the East. I, I don't think Florida beats Georgia, even though Georgia lost all those players. Is Texas A&M as good as advertised? Right? That might be a place that Florida sneaks a win. Because 
maybe their quarterback situation isn't that good. Whatever. We don't know. I think people have got that game as a, as a loss, like loss. I'm not, I'm not sold on Texas A&M. I'm not. I'm not saying Florida's going to beat them today, but let's see how the season plays out and where Texas A&M is in terms of motivation, all of that. I, I'm, that's, that's one team. I mean, you, look, there's not a team in our league, including Alabama, that you can't say there's a question mark. I'm not sold on Alabama's offensive line, for example. I, I think they're okay, but they're certainly not very deep. But that's where the fun starts in a few days. Today, our thanks to Andrew Thomas, the coach at Union County High School football, R.J. Fuhr, the head coach at Oak Hall High School, and Allison Posey, sports director at ABC 27, talking about the situation at Florida A&M. Tomorrow, the new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here at about 12.15. Uh, he'll be on w- for a segment with us uh, every Thursday. So he'll be here tomorrow. Uh, we'll preview and get your thoughts on some of the, thir- the, the, the better Thursday games. Not many of them, but, you know, we'll, we'll have a few of them. And then uh, we'll talk more sports with you tomorrow. Thanks to Sam for producing today. Thanks to you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell. As you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.